Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Old Head. Already back. Two episodes in as many weeks. I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I hear you asking yourselves, well, you're probably not asking yourselves, but I'm going to answer anyway. Why uh, am I all of a sudden back after a week? Um, you know, there was a longer gap happening between episodes. Well, it's because I got something I want to talk about. And so I think that that's how these podcast episodes are going to start coming out of me. As soon as I feel like I have something worthy of a 20 to 30 minute podcast, I'm going to just throw it out there as soon as I can. Um, And for today's podcast, I'm going to try to not make it a wholly somber affair. But the reason why I'm here with you today is because late last week, we lost one of the greatest, in, in my opinion, the greatest rock drummer ever, Mr. Neil Peart from the band Rush. And like many of you out there, I, I was pretty shocked by it because we had no idea that he was that sick. Um, he had retired from music in 2015, I believe, and by all accounts, it seemed to be related to him experiencing a lot of physical issues that had occurred due to the fact that he had been drumming for the majority of his life. And that made sense because he is the kind of drummer that put everything into every performance. And honestly, the band bowed out in a very classy way, and it was a good ending for Rush. But uh, when I saw the news that Neil had passed away and that it was related to brain cancer, it was very shocking. And I was pretty emotional about it, actually. Probably the most emotional I've been about a musician dying ever. And really, it sort of made me think about why I had that kind of reaction. Like, what is it about my connection to Neil Peart that made me so emotional? I mean, I didn't know the man. Um, All I knew of him was what millions of other people knew of him from his performances, from his interviews, you know, watching Beyond the Lighted Stage, which is an amazing documentary about Rush if you haven't watched it. Um, I highly recommend it. But all of these things don't really add up to solid reasoning for why I would feel emotional about him dying. But I think overanalyzing any emotional connection to anything is kind of missing the point. Uh, For me, music is an emotional thing. Ever since I was young, I've just felt something when I listened to music that connected with me. And that something, quote-unquote, can change from song to song, artist to artist, you know, year to year, I guess. And what it all boils down to, really, is the fact that Neil Peart is a hero of mine. 
for many reasons, really. I mean, yeah, Rush is one of my favorite bands, and he joined the band in 1974 when they had already recorded one album, which was a a solid rock and roll album that I still enjoy today. But he brought so much more to that band and even you know right out of the gate with fly by night there's just such a shift in the quality of music and you can't deny that he had a big part of that and i think the other guys in rush would agree and so there's that aspect of it where i look at what he brought into the band the fact that not only was he this drummer that it was entertaining just listening to him play by himself but also he was the primary lyric writer from that album on until the end. And his lyrics were always very thought-provoking and sometimes a bit complicated, sometimes bordering on silly, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it, but there was always a high quality there. And I think that quality in his approach to lyric writing and drumming, it rubbed off on Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. And I think everyone just stepped up their game. And in my opinion, Rush never made a bad album. They made nothing but fantastic albums. And that says a lot about a band that played together for as long as they did. So on top of all of that, You take Neil Peart and then you piece together the things that you've heard from him or written about him over the years. He seems like one of those people that is very middle of the road. He seems like a man who understands both sides of the human struggle, I guess. He never seemed to really directly talk about politics, but um, he basically was a libertarian and believed in people having the right to be who they wanted to be. And that's an amazing quality in a person already. And then on top of that, he seemed to have little to no ego. In fact, if you watch Beyond the Lighted Stage, they talk a lot about how he almost felt embarrassed about being a quote-unquote rock star. And so it seemed like he had a very realistic view of things. And that's something that I aspire to. I aspire to be a person that can see things in an unassuming and non-judgmental way and understand that there are things that I will never understand. Basically, to sum it all up, Neil Peart seemed like a good person on top of being one of the greatest or the greatest rock drummer ever. So, because of that, he is a hero to me. And the guy had been through a lot. I mean, he he lost his daughter in 1997 in a car accident, and then lost his wife in 1998 to cancer. I mean, the guy is one of those people that if anyone deserved the opportunity to be crazy and irrational, it it, it was him. He's one of those people, but he didn't. And I respect that. And he's just one of those people that lived his life and handled his career with utter class 
until the very end. And so because of all of these things and because of the fact that he is a hero of mine, there's an emotional connection there. He's a person that I I didn't expect to go so early. I, I wanted him to have so much more time on this earth because people like him deserve all the time. But you know what? Knowing what I know about Neil Peart, if anyone was going to handle death with absolute class and dignity, I'm sure that would be Neil Peart. So, of course, this all got me thinking about other quote-unquote heroes that I have lost in my life. And the first one would have to be Kurt Cobain, who we lost in 1994. Now, in 1994, I don't think I would have considered him a hero. He was definitely influential to me. But over the years, the lasting effect of Nirvana and my experience with that music sort of transformed him into a hero for me. But he's kind of a different kind of hero because I don't think... Any of us really knew him, even though there were interviews and documentaries and accounts from friends and family and bandmates, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of it was assumed. I don't think we really know that much about Kurt Cobain, so it's a little bit different than Neil Peart for me because he's still a bit of a mystery and... I guess maybe I like that aspect of it. I, I I do want to know everything I can know about the musicians that I admire, but sometimes when you don't get much, you end up getting a lot. And sometimes there are people who I greatly admired who passed away and they just didn't quite add up to what I would consider hero status. I mean, we've, we've lost a, a lot of really important people in the world of rock and metal. I mean, since Kurt Cobain, I mean, we lost Lane Staley, who I admire as a vocalist, but I wouldn't consider him a hero. Shit, if, if you even skip forward to the last few years, I mean, Lemmy? Lemmy is a hero to a lot of people, not really to me. I, I didn't feel that kind of connection. I did admire him for who he was and really sort of looked up to him in, in many ways, but that connection just for some reason has never been there. Same thing with Ronnie James Dio. Dimebag Daryl, an amazing guitarist, and, and I love Pantera, but there just wasn't a thing there that connected me to him, which is so interesting because obviously... Somebody out there, or many out there, considered Dimebag a hero. And you're not wrong. It's just interesting the things that create this relationship with people that you don't know. Um, a, a big one for me a couple years ago was Tom Petty. Um, I, I, I talked about Tom Petty on a podcast I did last year at some point. And I talked about how his music has just been with me over the years. And as I got older, I started to really dig into it and appreciate it because I was like, shit, he didn't make anything but amazing 
music, and he always did it on his terms. He was honest and true to who he was until the day he died, which was way too early once again. And I was a little bit emotional about Tom Petty dying as well. And obviously... Uh, we had forged some kind of relationship. I, I, you know, he he didn't know it, but I felt it. And he he's somebody that I consider a hero. David Bowie as well, uh, to a little bit of a lesser extent, because David Bowie is somebody that I look up to and I admire, and I do consider him a hero because of all the same reasons I I referred to with Tom Petty. He was honest and true, and he was somebody that wasn't afraid to take chances, and he was somebody that just seemed like a decent human being on top of all that. You know, that I think that's an important part here. It doesn't matter how great your music is. If at some point you're a piece of shit, it just takes so much away for me. Ted Nugent. He's a great example. I don't care how great your rock and roll was in the 70s or how amazing of a guitar player you are. As soon as you start acting like a piece of shit, all of that is null and void. Will I accept an apology? Absolutely. Ted, whenever you're ready, go ahead and apologize. I'll welcome you back into the fold and really give your shit a fair shot. But... Honestly, I didn't grow up listening to Ted Nugent. I know him mostly as a piece of shit. So, sorry, didn't mean to go off on a Ted Nugent rant, but he was just the first one I thought of. So, yes, that that counts to me. Being a good person counts. And sometimes I feel like we can tell when somebody is just acting like a good person as opposed to actually being one. And... What, what that that that's a whole other podcast in itself. What does it mean to be a good person? You know, and to me, you know, being a good person has always seemed as simple as being open to the idea that you might be wrong and accepting when you are wrong. After that, I feel like everything else falls into place. Maybe I'm oversimplifying things here, but you know what? There's so much complicated shit in the world. Just let me be. So anyway. As it occurs every time somebody important dies, I always think about who are my heroes that are still with us and how deeply am I going to be affected when they die? Um, Just off the top of my head, obviously, because Metallica is one of my favorite bands of all time, I've always really looked up to James Hetfield He is one of those people, though, that I think is a little bit of a Kurt Cobain, where I think we have an idea of who he is, but that very well may not be him. But the version of him that I perceive from many, many years of documentaries and interviews and what have you, he comes across to me as a good person. And he's also somebody that I look up to as a guitar player and a vocalist, and a songwriter. He's kind of, if you were going to to make a, a rock god, like somebody that I would aspire to be, like in another life, if I could be the most perfect metal performer that I could be, it would be very much like 
1989 James Hetfield. And so, absolutely, I will be a mess when he dies. Hopefully, I'll go first. Um, on top of that, another one that springs to mind is Henry Rollins. And with Henry Rollins, the things that I admire about him fall more on the personality side and less on the musical side. However, I, I, I do love Black Flag and the Rollins Band. But over the years, through his spoken word and his books and all of that, he's really given you a good view of who he is as a person. And he is a very honest and thoughtful. And I think that he is one of those people that has gotten better with age. I really do think that he's a really great example of handling life with absolute class, much like Mr. Neil Peart. But, you know, if you really want to look at it through cold and emotionless eyes, who gives a fuck? We don't know these people. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know these people. And apparently that means I'm not really supposed to care that much. But I think that's bullshit. And I think that people who have that kind of outlook are really not people that I want to know anyway. Because with a lot of these people, with these musicians, and from my point of view, the reason why it matters so much is because I have, if, if you add it all up, if you add up listening to albums, watching music videos, watching interviews, reading books, uh, documentaries, whatever the fuck it is, if you really add it all up, some of these people I have spent years of my life with. And so when they die, of course it's going to fucking affect me. Now, if you've never had that kind of connection to somebody that you really don't know, I, I guess I feel kind of sorry for you. Because it's a really interesting thing. The idea of a relationship with somebody that you have never met. Now, obviously, things like this can head down the scary stalker avenue, but I'm not talking about that. I I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about somebody who is inspired by people and what they have accomplished and who is affected by, in this case, music to a point where it is part of who I am. It's in my fucking DNA at this point. And I have fully embraced that. And that's one of the many reasons why I am here with you folks. And I hope that some of you, or I hope all of you, feel the same way that I do about somebody out there, some artist, who, who, whoever it is, whether they're a musician or an actor or a writer, whoever they might be. Because I think that's a special thing. You know, we don't have very long in this life, and we all got dealt the hands that we got dealt. And I feel like we are at our best when we are letting ourselves be affected by the intangible, when we're, we're letting ourselves experience things that defy all logic and reason. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and don't stop feeling the music.
because I sure as hell am not gonna. All right, see you guys next time. Bye.